I am Aaron Tomlinson. Welcome to Sunday Morning Live. If you're watching on Facebook and the Facebook group, I just want to give a shout out to the New Day Global community. If you are watching by replay, if you're watching on YouTube, give you a shout out as well. So I know it's Christmas Eve. I don't expect a lot of people to be jumping on <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Hopefully you're, uh, however you choose to celebrate your holidays, hopefully you're well and enjoying it, spending time with family and friends and those important to you. And if not, then thank you for spending some of your time with me. I'm just going to check my platforms here really quick. Hope everybody's doing well. Like I said, however you choose to celebrate or not celebrate Christmas or the holidays or this time of year, um, just sending you goodwill, goodwill towards men, <laughs> goodwill and blessings to you. So I'm not going to be on here very long, but I woke up with something that I've been thinking about um, for quite some time. But I woke up thinking about this stuff and I just want to, I want to be inspirational for you. I don't want to be controversial. I want to be inspirational. I want to just take this time to kind of re-examine and re-look at the nativity story, the birth of Christ from the Bible, but look at it through the lens of you, <laughs> who you are. And so I just want to assert right off the bat that I do have a very strong beliefs in the transcendent. In other words, what I mean by that is that which goes beyond this physical plane, that which goes beyond uh, this lifetime in which we're living. I believe, I do believe in God, but not in the traditional sense. I do believe that we are all aspects of a divine source. And I do believe that we are eternal sentient beings. I believe from eternity past to eternity forward, that we have always existed and that we always will exist in some form. Now, certainly not in this same form that we are in this life. And I certainly don't believe in a literal hell. I don't believe in a literal sort of judgment day where, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane to me to think <clears throat> that any kind of a loving God, which, you know, we're told God is love, that God is loving. It's insane to think that there would be eternal consequences to temporal decisions, that we would be just kind of left here or brought here uh, almost like shipwrecked on an island, <laughs> shipwrecked on a planet, <clears throat> and have to figure this whole thing out and make sure we do all the right things, make all the right decisions, or that what we do as we're learning, as we're growing, as we're making mistakes, what we do deliberately, what we do sometimes that's harmful to others or whatever, but it's all temporary and it's all made from <clears throat> our certain perspective in that moment, right? And for that to have some kind of eternal consequences makes absolutely no sense. It certainly isn't justice, and it certainly isn't a reflection in my mind in any way, shape, or form of a loving deity or a loving God. So I do believe in that there is much more. Let me just say it this way. I do believe there is much more purpose and value and learning in your life and my life 
than we realize. And I don't think that we really know who we are or what we are, but I think we get little hints of it. I think we get little inspirations that let us know that we are more than just this 70 years or we are more than just our decisions and the sub, uh, total of our thoughts and our experiences and our emotions and things like that. So I want to encourage you this Christmas that whatever you're going through, whatever you've gone through, nothing is lost. Nothing is meaningless. Nothing is lost. Nothing doesn't serve some kind of purpose for you. And whatever you're going through now in the expanse of your eternal existence really is very, very, very temporary. And I know that can, uh, you know, that, that hopefully that can be helpful. We can go through some terrible things. There are some people, and I got in touch with somebody, uh, um, recently who went through a terrible, terrible set of circumstances this last year in 2023. And when I think about and empathize with that person, I think the grief has to be immense. I mean, life-changing, horrible situation. And so I'm not here to try to say, I'm not here to try to solve the problem of evil, uh, why do good things, or why do bad things happen to good people and that kind of stuff? I'm just here to try to lift you up today and try to encourage you and say, okay, this is the time of year that has been celebrated throughout human history in various different ways. In my family, in my household, we celebrate it as Christmas, but it's been celebrated as, uh, all kinds of different ways because we are at that season and time in the year where we're in the northern hemisphere, at least, in the dead of winter, right? We're experiencing the shortest days of the year. We're experiencing the longest nights of the year. And it was a time when the sun was considered to have died, <laughs> but resurrect. So this whole dying, rising theme that we see in the Gospels about Jesus, this is nothing new. The theme of the dying and rising God or of death and resurrection or death and rebirth would be marked around this time of year because, again, coldest, you know, I mean, not necessarily the coldest, but you get what I'm trying to say. The sun is the furthest away from us. It's the shortest days. It's the longest nights. It's a time when darkness is raining. And death, everything's dead. I look outside, all my trees look dead. Everything looks dead. The grass looks dead. <clears throat> There's no, you know, bugs running around and all that stuff that we see coming in spring. And so this is a time of year that has always been celebrated in terms of a cycle of renewal and a cycle of rebirth. And I always find it uh, to be a great time because we've got New Year's coming a week after Christmas. And I know, you know, I don't know how you guys feel. I know there's nothing magical about the fact that a, a number has changed on a calendar. But I do find it to be a tremendous time for myself to <clears throat> evaluate, reevaluate, set goals, and renew myself for the coming year. And because it fits with, with everything, with the season, with what humanity has been doing and all that stuff. So, I want to encourage you that this can be this time of year for you as well. This can be a, a great time to pick up on the momentum, the conscious momentum to 
reevaluate, reinvent, restart, reorient, renew, re- rebuild, reconstruct. We talk so much in this community about deconstruction and very little about reconstruction. And reconstruction is an individual path. And that's the point I want to bring out in the nativity story. So let's just suppose that these stories were written for us to trigger things inside of us to help us remember who we are. In other words, these are not literal stories that are binding upon all humanity as the word of God that we have to uh, read, study, obey, live by, and all that stuff. But let's suppose that it's not, that these stories were never intended to be taken literally and historically. And even if they were by some intended to be taken literally and historically, that there is absolutely no value in the historical interpretation. And there's really only bondage and death in the literal interpretation, at least from my perspective. And I've had 30 years to examine the fruit of that. And so, so I'm going to look at it metaphorically, symbolically. And when you do that, I understand that everybody's going to see it a little bit differently. So there's not one way of seeing it. There's not a right way and a wrong way. There's not a truth like we like we used to think. It's just how is it speaking? This is how it's speaking to me today. And so I titled this <clears throat> live, You Two Were Born Under a Star. And so if you go back, if you go back through the archives, recently I did a episode on here about astrology and why I believe in astrology. And I realized that astrology for a lot of people uh, is just nonsense. But for whatever reason, it works. You can go back and check that out. I'll talk about it some more later. But at the core of astrology is the natal chart, the birth chart, the signs under which you were born. So if you... Think of yourself as one specific uh, type of person based on the zodiac, based on the constellations. In other words, if you think of yourself as I'm a I'm a Virgo, I'm a Sagittarius, I'm a Scorpio, I'm a Pisces, I'm a Leo. You you, you really can't do that because you're, you're only referencing your sun sign. So what's the sun sign? It's the constellation in which the sun is rising um, or is at it's it's the constellation that the sun is at at the time of your birth not rising where the sun is at at the time of your birth right so for me the sun was in virgo so i typically would say i was a virgo but there are six other planets in the sky that were also in various different constellations and so if you have a good astrologer that knows what they're doing, they're able to, t- and you know your time of birth and dates and place, they can take all that information and they can construct a chart that will tell you how the planetary energies tell a story about you and tell a story about your life. Now, if you've never had this done by a professional, I would say don't knock, uh, don't knock it until you try it. I had mine done and I was blown away. I was blown away at how much the story of my life was embedded in the stars. That's just the truth, just an absolute fact. I mean, absolutely blew my mind. I had been around prophetic ministry. I'd been around 
you know, psychics and stuff for 30 years. I'd operated in that stuff myself and never had I had something, never had I had a person tell me things that were so accurate about my personality, accurate about events and circumstances in my life, accurate about the forces that would shape my life simply by reading my natal chart, my birth chart, looking at the time and date in which I was born, and then the stars being able to tell the story. Why am I bringing this up? Because we typically talk about the three wise men, right, that went to the birth of Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. And the correct uh, translation is magi, and there wasn't three. There was three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This gets adapted uh into the story of three kings from the east or three wise men from the east that came seeking Jesus. The truth is they were magi <clears throat> that came from the east and magi were, it's the word magi is where we get the word magician. It has to do with they were practitioners of magic. They were practitioners of the occult. And so therefore they were astrologers. So I think we kind of misinterpret when it says they followed his star. We, interpret that as a like star shining over a barn someplace in Bethlehem, right? But it's very possible that it just meant they were reading the times and reading the charts and realized that someone special was being born. Now, remember, I'm not encouraging you in any way, shape, or form to take this literally or historically. I don't believe that it literally or historically happened at all. Um, so, but there's a point here. The point is that I think we can look at the nativity story, the story of a baby born of a virgin, born in Bethlehem in the house of bread. <laughs> That's what Bethlehem means, the house of bread. Born in a manger during a time when they're being counted in a census for the purpose of taxation. And there's no room in the inn. And the wise men come and find him. Come and find him. And he's born under a star. And the shepherds come and find him. And the angels celebrate and attend to his birth. And they have to flee for their lives down into Egypt. There's so much typology there. There's so much to unpack there. But let me just, I don't want to take a really long time. But let me just do it this way. If I'm right... If we have eternal security, if we are eternal beings in these bodies, if we had a pre-existence before we came here, being born under that particular natal chart, time and date in which we were born, and if we'll continue, and if there is a transcendent reality, and if there is a purpose, and by purpose I just mean let me change that. There's, you know, by purpose, because people get confused with that. Like, I don't want to put you in this thing where you got to find your purpose. I'm not sure that that's healthy approach to things. But what I'm trying to say is there is a plan. There is a terminus. There is a, uh, all is not lost. Everything has purpose and meaning. Nothing is wasted. If that's true, then we lose our way. We lose our way. Very easily lose our way. Uh, in the sense that we forget who we are. 
And one of the things that I think is so interesting, if we if we can see ourselves in the story, in other words, look, look there is if you spend enough time in meditation, let me do it this way. If you spend enough time in meditation, you do get a sense at least of how much your thinking and believing and acting has been shaped by forces other than you, by forces outside of you. You do get a sense of a loss of free will in that sense. That a lot of it is just programming. That it's very transient, meaning very temporary, very unstable, very impermanent. That's the way to say it. That's the word I'm looking for. Your thoughts, your feelings, the various iterations of yourself and versions of yourself are temporary. But it it also allows you to go deeper than that and find a space inside of you that doesn't change. Find a, a place inside of you that is ever-present, that is abiding. And... That space inside of you, when you really tap into that, when I talk about being your authentic self, I'm not talking about just going with whatever feels good to you that day and expressing it authentically. I'm talking about being able to be intuitively aware and internally aware of a space inside of you that is that eternal, ever-present light and life that is in you. And that part of you, believe it or not, has yearnings, has nudgings, has passions. It's that part of you that wants to live, and it's that part of you that the stars tell the story about. So astrology, the natal chart for you can be a tool to help you uncover. If it's done by a real professional, someone that really knows what they're doing, really knows the real stuff, it can help you uncover a lot of things about yourself. It can help you uncover a lot of things about your life, and it can then give you a map that gives you some sense of guidance that puts you in touch with that inner guidance, puts you in touch with that what I call the divine spark, puts you in touch with that eternal space of consciousness and light that is inside of you. That's born of a virgin. That's what I mean. It's like not this is this is a space inside of you that cannot be polluted by other people, cannot be harmed by trauma, cannot be shaken by society. It's a part of you that doesn't necessarily resonate with societal norms. It's not going to necessarily resonate with things you were taught, the way you were raised in your family or culture or whatever. And it may not resonate right now, at least, with the people that you have around you in your life. And I think that the Christ child in the manger can represent that. 
for us. Born under a star, born in a manger, caught up in a world that's concerned about making sure you are numbered in the census that other people may not have room in their inn for that part of you. That your resources may go towards taxation. <laughs> See what I'm saying? And the authorities, the kings in your life, if you will, will try to murder that part of you. Will try to not allow that part of you to find its own expression. So regardless of what you think, mystically, metaphysically, or believe about anything transcendent, there are things in the story that we can take from. And we can realize <clears throat> that not everybody's going to celebrate us. Not everybody's going to have space for us in their lives. No room in the inn. That we're born into a world where governmental forces, you know, where we're just, just a number, given a social security number when you're born. You know, Mary and Joseph went to be numbered in the census. Um, the taxation piece to it, the fact that they're going to be kings, this is important, kings. Um, they're going to be people who want to benefit from you or benefit off of you. And that's their sole agenda. A lot of people like that. They just want to benefit from you or benefit off of you, and that's their sole agenda. And once they're done with that, then they'll kill you. <laughs> once they're done with that, they'll kill you. Or if you're a threat, your authentic expression of this part of you is a threat to them, they'll kill you. And I'm speaking metaphorically. Hopefully this doesn't get taken down. In other words, not... You know, most people, <clears throat> hopefully, aren't going to do that literally, but they will cut you out of their life. They will try to tear down your character. They will try to tear down your reputation that you work to build within a certain group uh, of people. That could be family. That could be uh, if you're a public figure. We see it on social media all the time where people are trying to tear down other people, right? For whatever, I mean, if you have any kind of following at all, you can't practically make a post about anything. You don't have somebody coming out of the woodworks trying to tear you down. So that could be representative of Herod, like, trying to kill that part of you, right? Trying to kill you off. So there's certainly forces and things that are against you. But then let's look at uh, what's for you. In the Luke account, there are shepherds. There are shepherds that come and attend. Shepherds, plural, that come and attend the birth of the Christ child. And I think that shows us that there will always be guidance and support in our lives for that part of us as well. While they may be, the innkeeper may not have room for us, and Caesar may want to tax us, and Herod may want to kill us, but we're also going to meet people who will want to cultivate and help us cultivate that part of ourselves that will be shepherds to us. I'm not speaking about this in any way, shape, or form in a religious context 
of church or church authority and all that stuff. I'm just saying that not everybody is against you. <laughs> not everybody is trying to uh, prevent you from growing and developing and nurturing that side of yourself, that you're going to have allies. And we need to look for the allies in our lives. And we need to look and we need to realize that there will be several. There will be, there will be people who will be allies for a time. And then they won't be anymore or they'll be in our lives for a short season to help us get around the next corner or whatever the case may be. And then they won't be there anymore. But and this is especially important. I think somebody needs to hear this. You may feel like the whole world is turned against you. You may feel like you don't have very many people in your corner. But I believe if you start to cultivate that part of yourself, if you start to awaken to that eternal aspect of yourself, if you begin to fan into flame that divine spark, that then. There will be guidance there for you. There will be support there for you. There will be shepherding there for you. There will be allies for there, there for you. But you can miss them if you're too oriented towards the negativity that's going on. We, we get to choose what we focus on. I did a video on this last week on my YouTube channel. We get to choose what we focus on. It's not like, um, <clears throat> There's always, I mean, it is like there's always going to be the positive and the negative. There's always going to be, uh, Things that expand, that cause expansion, forces, events, people that will cause expansion in our lives. And there are forces and people that will be against us and try to constrict us in our lives. And we get to choose which, where we put our focus. And so there will be shepherds to guide us along the way. And sometimes we won't recognize who they are. They're not necessarily teachers. Um, sometimes, you, you know, there, there have been many times that my kids have been shepherds for me, my, ch- my two children. Um, there have been times when total strangers have been shepherds for me and I just needed them in that moment. And there have been allies that have come alongside and really supported me and helped me as well. So there'll be shepherds for that part of you when you begin to awaken to it. There will be wise men. There will be magic. There will be mages. Wise men that will come and bring you their gifts. Also, it's going to take wisdom to develop this part of yourself. Like one of the things that I've noticed about modern day spirituality is it's so reckless. It's so reckless because, you know, we'll take these sort of half truths like um, you need to... Uh, Follow your bliss. You need to find your twin flame. You need to find your soulmate. You need to find your um, do what you love and the money will follow. Um, People don't agree with you. You go out and make sure everybody knows that you don't agree with them. And to me, that's very reckless. I'm not talking about a sort of recklessness. I'm talking about actually being able to not be shaken or swayed by all the stuff around you because you've gotten in touch with that baby, that Christ child, the Christ presence inside of you. And so you know yourself better than anybody else can know you. You're an expert on yourself anyway. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not. But... There's a part of you that just becomes unshakable, but that part has to be attended to by wisdom. 
which I think the Magi represent. What did I leave out? Oh, and then there were angels that showed up at the birth, right? So I, I'm absolutely 100% confident because of my own interactions that we come here, all of us, with call them whatever you want, spirit guides, guardian angels, your spiritual team, invisible support, invisible support and guidance. We don't always listen to it. we got to learn how to tap into that. we got to learn how to reach into those realms. But that part is here also to support and protect and aid you in your journey. So what does all this mean? I mean, this could all just be untruths or it could all be just mystical, metaphorical, but what does it mean for us? What it means is, is that we can take this time as we leave 2023, as we celebrate whatever we celebrate or don't celebrate, and we leave 2023, we move into 2024 while the sun dies and rises again, we can use this as a time to give ourselves a clean slate and to give ourselves a fresh start. To be reborn, if you will, in that manger. To be unaffected and untainted. To clear the deck and to start over. To get in touch with what really moves you. To get in touch with what really is your passion. To get in touch with what really is you and stop listening to all the noise out there. Stop listening to all the noise and center down into those deeper parts of yourself and use this time, use the momentum and the energy of this time to reset, to recalibrate, to walk into an alignment with what's really inside of you, with, with what really moves you, motivates you, with the Christ, and I'm not speaking about this religiously, but hey, it's Christmas, with that Christ child that's inside of you. Calibrate and walk in that. So I'm going to keep you. Thank you for jumping on. And uh, I appreciate everybody. Again, I got to get on with my festivities and my family. But I hope you all, like I said at the beginning, however you choose to, Recognize or not recognize this time. I hope you're well. If not, be encouraged. And let's see if together we can't reboot in 2024. All right. Love you. And I will be with you not tomorrow night. I'm not doing anything tomorrow night because it's Christmas. Um, but maybe later in the week, I have some extra time off. I'll do a live video in the New Day Global Group. You can find that in my bio if you're watching on YouTube private group you can join that if you haven't uh, liked or subscribed please like and subscribe hit the notification button so you don't miss any new content when it comes out and for those of you that celebrate christmas merry christmas for the rest of you that don't happy holidays and i will see you later